The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. My name is Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, Dan Menzel. G'day, Menz. How are you? G'day, Bonzer. I'm well. It's Cup Day, so I'm always well on today. Yes. Uh, did you have a good Melbourne Cup day? I did. I uh, I was... Was it fina- financially good? Uh, no, just a just miss, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, I backed something at long odds, uh, and yes. it ran fourth. Yes. Went far away. Ash run ran really well, but we, let's get into the Melbourne Cup, hey? Well... Before we do, uh, we better let people know that they can be part of the show as well. Maybe let us know if you had a big win today or a little loss, hopefully. Uh, thanks to Just Quality Home Improvements, the open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or text in 0427154166. It's time for the hot topic, Irrigear, to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. And if you didn't see who won the Melbourne Cup today, without a fight, Mark Zara, he has gone back-to-back Melbourne Cups. Yes. Won on Gold Trip last year and then on uh, without a fight this year. Did you financially have a win today? I might have. I might have. And I mentioned last night that um, he was, without a fight, was in one of my top four. He was. And um, I had a little bit of little bit of coin on it. So I, do, I walked, walked away slightly in front on the day, so I'm, I think I'm Mel- happy man. If you do that Melbourne Cup day, I think yep. that's a win. Happy, happy man. Let's relive the final moments of the Melbourne Cup. Into the straight of the Lexus Melbourne Cup, and here's Vauban on the outside of future history, and Val and Declare between them. Absurd is also chiming in. 400 metres to go. It's Absurd moving up on the outside for Zach Burden. A leap in front, but without a fight, it's running on right down the centre of the track. Without a fight, up to Absurd, Val and Declare, and Shiraz the Bolter. It's without a fight. 100 metres to go. Two or three lengths in front, coming away from Shiraz, and also Solgum. Without a fight, Mark Zara. A Melbourne Cup champion wins it by two lengths. Second in the race was Sulcum. Third, Shiraz. They were followed by a photo for fourth. Ash Run to Sean Sweet Jr. Did interpret. Beautifully called by SEN's. Uh, SEN's own Matty Hill. Um, great call. And, oh, he's uh, a great caller. He is, he's Australia's best. Yeah. No, he is. And uh, that, that's it. He called it that. Uh, we know that Mark Zara was on board, trained by Anthony and Sam Freedom. Freeman. Sorry, yep. so um, that's without a fight comes first. Solcom, the Richmond boys are involved in that one. Comes second. That's a nice payday for second. We, you mentioned the prize money yesterday. One point one they get for second. second. Yeah, so I imagine that each one of those players might have I don't know maybe two or three percent of that. So yes. That's a nice fifty plus thousand dollars there for today's result. And what they would have had individually, they would have put a bit of coin on it. You would have thought. Correct. Uh, Shiraz in third. Ashran, a massive run uh, from Ashran there. Karen McAvoy on board yes. for that. Um, a couple others in the race. Val and Declare just rocks up every year and runs a good race. Ran ninth in this one. Absurd was pretty good. Um, a couple that were a little bit more disappointing. Gold Trip down in seventeenth position. And if you had Magical Lagoon in the sweep today. Well, you might have got your money back because Magical Lagoon finished in 22nd position. Last. <laughs> a dead last. Uh, Mark Zara had the ride on Gold Trip and he decided after the Caulfield Cup, no, I think this is the one. So he jumps on um, without a fight and obviously a, a rare double. Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double. Doesn't happen very often. It certainly does not happen very often. It, I, I wonder why he picked uh, without a fight over Gold Trip. Well, I mean, we cer- certainly know now after today's result, but we might have a listen as to his decision on that. 
I, I suppose a little bit. I mean, you, you, your first Melbourne Cup, you can never compare to that ever, you know, because you just don't believe it's ever going to happen. And I, and I always said, I think winning one helps you a lot because I come into a race today and I thought, putting aside all the choosing and all that, I knew I was on a good horse. But when you win one, you know, a lot of jockeys strive their lifetime to win one. And you can go in thinking, this might be my chance, this might be a chance. But when you won one, you go, if I stuff it up, there's one at home in the cabinet anyway. So, you know, you, you, you afford that little bit of luxury. Like I said, to change horses and get a little bit of flack about my, my choice, I'll give it to me down the race here today, actually. Um, and for it to pay off, it's justified. <laughs> That's great to hear, isn't it, that uh, he he's, was getting it from some of the crowd. Yeah. Why did you jump off Gold Trip? You, you know, bad decision and... He would have gone down and gone, thanks very much. Well, yeah. he did. He saluted the yeah. crowd and yeah. uh, he's going to have a good night. I mean, imagine winning one Melbourne Cup, let alone back-to-back Melbourne Cups. Yeah, what do the jockeys get? About 10% of the win? Yeah, I reckon they do. Yeah. Yep, which uh, you do the maths. It's probably 440K. I say it's nearly half a mil. That's nice. Um, we might have a listen to Mark Zara as well on guiding without a fight to the line. Uh, my whole objective, I thought that my biggest opposition was my horse himself. You know, he can be quite keen. And I, uh, he gave me a lot of... I went and worked him the other day and he was keen. And so I go on the gates, he was relaxed. And I thought, oh, this is a good sign. But I, I always wanted to go to... If I could find the fence at any stage, he's a horse that relaxes much better on the fence. And when it came up, I knew I was back a fair way. But said before, I was following Alan Kerr, but I had Ollie on. So there's a tick. Gold Trip's in front of me. That's, that's a tick. Ryan Moore's in front of him. That's a tick. So I think you know, I can stay here as long as I can. I'll wait for these three, uh, you know, excellent jockeys to start making their moves. We're going to follow them. Mark Zara there speaking about the win, and he said that his biggest opposition was his own horse. Now, how's that for confidence? So he has to lock it in, just slow down, slow down, yep. and just wait for the time. And it was, a, it was a beautiful ride. It was. It, it was a beautiful ride. And I was a bit concerned. I saw him locked in there, but once it hit that open, that, that last probably 500 metres, uh, it just opened up a little bit it for him and away it went. It was beautiful. Every year, Bonds, we hear about a good story. Someone who's put on a mystery first four or a trifecta <laughs> yes. or something. They put a dollar on it and they've taken yes. home a, a fair pay packet. Well, you got a couple of the dividends there for the, the winner, obviously, without a fighter, $8 and $3 a place. But what about the maybe Cornella trifecta and first so four? So the trifecta paid $10,000. $1,668. But wait about this. What about this? The first four paid $332,291. Imagine if you had a mystery bet for a dollar on the first four or you boxed, you know, maybe you put $12 on to box them <laughs> and you win half of that. Yeah. I'd, I'd crazy. I actually think I did that. I think I did uh, I, I did like $18 or something. It was a random amount yeah. to get 3%. Yes. I would have taken 3% of uh, <laughs> what it come back with, but uh, didn't quite prevail in the end. Shiraz at $22 a place for running third is why the trifecta in first four has come in beautifully. I mean, Ashram, again, we mentioned $9 a place, 34 to win. So, some really good odds there for the third and fourth place getters, which is why that's a nice first four. Hopefully, someone has got it today. Oh, yeah, oh, there would have been. There would have been. Someone some, would have boxed some great stories. Plenty. Maybe yep. you can text in oh four two seven one five four one double six if you had a big win today on the Melbourne Cup. And don't forget uh, what your what gambling is really costing you for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelpline.org.au. Um, men's that was it. well. Look, I I just love Melbourne Cup Day. It was a great it was a great result for me and a great result for a lot of people. And everyone was happy. And 
And um, just it's just a fun day, isn't it? Have you ever been to the Mumble? No, I've never been. I've been once, and uh, it's special. I, I've I've been once and been in the track, been out in the car park area, and you experience the whole thing. But when the race jumps, like there's nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, it's the loudest place, and then all of a sudden it goes dead silent. Start of the race, and uh, yeah, it is incredible. It's a great experience. Uh, definitely get along one day if you can. Um, I've been to a Cox Plate, but there'd be some great people watching right about now too. On the way out. <laughs> 608, 638 over there. Yeah, you have guys and girls stumbling out and uh, just trying to work out where the next venue is is what will be happening right now. It's a so, long walk out too, actually. Yes, it's a very long yes. walk, especially, as you said, this time right now. Uh, the good oil, thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Men's, there was an unbelievable game of basketball last night in the NBL. Perth taking on Melbourne in Melbourne. It went to overtime. Perth got the win 102-95. Bryce Cotton back to his best. He's had two very good games back-to-back. Um, and for Melbourne, Joe Luau. A chill had 25. That's the best name in the NBL. It's a great name. I do like good Trey Kell, too. but that's a good name. Um, a fantastic finish. About four or five seconds left. Scores. Are, uh, uh, Perth are down by a point. Jordan Usher hits a massive three-pointer off a rebound, got the, the ball got out to him by Jesse Wagstaff. He hits that, clock stops, they go to a timeout. And then, so that Melbourne are down by two points. Matthew Delavidova with 1.8 on the clock, drives underneath the bucket and up and under, gets fouled, makes the bucket, ties the score and everyone thinks he's going to the line for the bonus shot to win the game. They review, Perth review, John really reviews the call. That gets overturned, wow. so there's no foul shot, and then they go to overtime and Perth win in overtime. Imagine if this was not in Perth. Imagine if this was in Melbourne and that happened. Well, it was in Melbourne. So the crowd, sorry, so the, <clears throat> other yes. way round is what I meant that, is mm. the crowd not happy. No, not at all. Imagine if you had this in your home court. Oh, God, it would have been incredible, the atmosphere. So you are on the planet, you know, yep. on the top of the world. Exactly that. Delhi's won the game. He's yep. going to the line to win the game. Yes, Oh, and I, didn't get the chance. It's a massive win for Perth because they had struggled to start the season. They go to four and five now. Melbourne were eight and one. Melbourne were yes. by far the best team yeah. in the NBL. And look, they still might be, but it's a huge win for the Wildcats. It puts them up into sixth position. So we might just have a quick look at the table and the ladder because the 36, we know they're going okay, mm. but there's 10 teams in the comp. It is a, effectively, it's a top six. You've got to knock out final, third yeah. place, six, yep. and fourth place, fifth. Play in tournament. Yes. So you need year. to make the top six. So the 36 is currently in eighth position with three wins, six losses. The Wildcats are six with four wins and five losses. So we're only a game out. Correct. So, so it means that we're, we're in touching or reaching distance, I guess, of the top six. We play the Jack Jumpers on Saturday night here at home. Yes. Now, I really like the Jack Jumpers. I think they're going to be they're my smoky to win it this year. Uh, I think they're very nice. But we've been pretty good at home. Yeah, I think, I think they're slowly starting to get it together. It is going to be a tough game against the Jack Jumpers. Jack Jumpers came to town twice last year and just controlled the game beautifully. Milton Doyle is an absolute star. Yeah, He's he a is. veteran import and he just knows when 
when to play. We, we had Scotty Ninnis on a couple of weeks ago, Bonds, and I remember asking him, Milton Doyle, how do you go about that? And oh, he goes, he's a problem. <laughs> he is a problem. And so, yes. uh, yeah, he's certainly one of the better players in the competition that we're going to have to try and negate on Saturday night. Yes, and if you cannot get to the game on Saturday night, you can hear it live right here on SENSA and right around the SEN network. Uh, that was the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Lots to come on the show. Uh, thanks to Lumo Energy. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today and the Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, the Seltos and the EV6 GT. Barat Sunday Racing coming up and after the break, it's true or false. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the Summer Edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show, 1300 736 736. That's the Just Quality Homes open uh, just quality home improvement open line and you can text in as well 0427154166 did you have a good melbourne cup day is there anything else in the sporting world you want to know about uh, but men's it's time for true or false thanks to toolkit depot tools equipment safety gear and workwear toolkit depot everything you need under the one roof tools equipment safety gear workwear in store or online True or false? Would you like to start with a new ball or you want me oh, to go? Oh, no, I'll go with a new ball today. Yeah, all right, here's the first one for you, men's. Teams should not be allowed to appeal for timeout. It should be solely on the umpire's decision. Which sport are we talking? True or false? Cricket. After Because the, there's a few. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a tough one. I, I agree. I'm going to go true. You just don't see this happen. I don't think we're going to see this happen for a long time. 146 years, was it? Yeah, 146 years, yep. never happened. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be talked about for a couple of days and then we'll forget about it. True, I'm going on that one. Okay. Uh, Bonds, true or false, Jackson Haley, who has recently signed with the Essendon VFL team, will get another opportunity at an AFL club in the future? Um, Ooh, it's a tough one. I'm, it is a tough question. I'm going to say false. I don't think he's quite up to that level. He might get one or two games, yep. but I can't see him playing a string of games. If he does, fantastic, but I can't see it, so I'll say false. All right, men's, uh, the AFL should be give, should give significant financial support to both the Sandful and the Waffle. Uh, before I say true or false, is this, do you think that they're going to have the stand, post-standalone competition? Post-reserves competition. Oh, true, without a doubt. They they need to. They need to prop up these competitions or else they will completely fall in a hole. Um, the sample won't do anything without the AFL ticking it off and approving it anyway because they know that's where their yes. money's coming from. So they need, they need to because otherwise the competition will completely go by the wayside. I have no doubt in that because top-up players in the standalone comp, It'd be much better to play that and probably get paid better than it will play sample footy. They so. need they need to invest millions into these comps, don't they? Because that's where the kids come from. Yeah, well, they invest yeah. millions into the grassroots, so yes. why wouldn't you put it into these secondary competitions? Uh, cool. Bonds, true or false? The let's go to the NBA. The 76ers and the Celtics. Your Celtics are the top two teams in the Eastern Division, both at five and one. There's a day off tomorrow, but the next day they play in Philadelphia. Philly hasn't lost at home this season. They've won five on the trot. Boston will win this game away from home. That is true, because I'm a Boston man. <laughs> of course, I've got to say it's true. It's, it's going to be a great I, game, I, though. Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm worried. But uh, I think the boys can get it done. Okay, what about this one, men's? 
the West Coast Eagles should trade pick number one and get more talent into their club, including the kid from WA, Dan Curtin. True. I wholeheartedly believe true. I mean... So if North Melbourne come to them and say, you can have two, three, 12 and something else? Yep. Without a doubt. I mean, Harley Reid, we know, probably going to be a superstar. But if you look back through the number one draft picks, there haven't been many superstars out of them. Uh, if you can get three or four players uh, and you can get something like we saw with Harry Shearzel and George Wardlaw this year at three and five, then it's going to set your club up really well for a long time to come. It just gives you a greater uh, margin for error, realistically. So if they can, I like it. The other thing is he might be there for two or three years and come back home. So I agree. I think they should do that. Uh, Bonds, true or false, Mitchell Stark will take the most wickets tonight for Australia. um, I will say that is false because I think it'll be spread around pretty evenly. So we'll get a couple. Hazel will get a couple. Zamper will get a couple. So he won't take the most. He'll take the even amount. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Men's, is there too much hype put on number one draft pick? True. There is, without a doubt, too much hype put on the number one draft pick. I mean, it's what what we do in the media. Um, But in saying that, you could also then have the question, is there not enough hype put on the number two draft pick? Because you barely even hear about the number two draft pick. And they're pretty good players traditionally and historically. They're pretty good. So I agree. I think that is true. There is too much hype put on the number one draft pick. Uh, The AFLW, the Crows play this Saturday. Uh, They play Saturday against the Brisbane Lions, who are in some terrific form. But we will be too good on Saturday. And the Crows will go straight through the prelim. At home, that is true. Uh, I think the Crows are a good thing. They're playing some really good footy. And uh, Doc's got them firing on all cylinders. I like that a lot. Um, you got one more true or false? No. Before? Okay, out. let's go. I, I reckon let's finish the segment here on a, uh, a good Australian story. Although Tottenham had a bad loss uh, against Chelsea, four-one they lost. Ange Postecoglou, he's still loved. We might have a listen to him here after the game about his comments on the game against Chelsea. It's it's sort of hard to kind of analyse from a football perspective. Um, yeah, kind of left with the result, which is obviously disappointing. And, you know, that's, you know, you don't like to lose, particularly here at home. You know, super proud of the players' efforts and will and desire and determination to get still get something out of the game. Um, and like I said, and then there's obviously the, you know, the fallout from it from, from our perspective personnel-wise, which, you know, I guess we'll, we'll deal with in the coming days. <clears throat> Look, I, yeah, I, I think he's. Uh, I think that it was the first loss. I think fans are still happy, aren't they? Oh, they're, they're super wrapped. And the reason being is they lost four one, but there was two goals scored in the ninety fourth, ninety seventh minute for yeah. Chelsea, and they had two players red carded, one in the thirty third minute, one in the fifty fifth minute. So yeah, they so played with nine men. Yeah, they were down to nine for more than forty minutes and uh, held on in that time until the, just the damn wall broke. So the fans love Ange over there, which is great. Yeah, I I think uh, he's gonna. I, th- I think they finish somewhere in the top four, don't they? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, Firecoat men's. Um, here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat, be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date for all bushfire warnings online at South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to new Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high risk fire conditions. And it's available at Bunnings. After the break, we're going to speak to Bharat Sundaresan all the way from India. 
Back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Bonds and men's with you. And you can be part of the show, one 736 736 or text in 0427-154-166. That is the Just Quality Home Improvements open line. Um, men's, there's a bit of cricket going on, and we're going to talk to Bharat Sundarason very soon, all the way from India. He's just uh, pedalling on the bike to get that battery <laughs> up and uh, so we can get a good signal to him. But um, the Redbacks have had a pretty good day today. Yeah, the Redbacks have had a pretty good day. We know that it's day two of the Sheffield Shield game against Queensland up at the Gabba. So we came out, we made 359 for five declared. So interesting, after 129 overs, we didn't go up the quickest of rates. No, the, 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 look, it was a green deck yesterday yep. and they they let a lot of balls go and they only went at two and over, but it was that sort of day where they protected their wickets and did well. Yeah, well, you know it's a tough wicket when Henry Hunt makes 162 off 371 deliveries and, and Nathan McSweeney, what form he is in, still not out. They declared he was not out in 112 off 253 deliveries. So in reply, Queensland, one for 62 currently. Uh, look, it's a game that going into the end of day two, it's somewhat evenly poised. We'll be in front, but does a draw look like the most obvious possibility? Look, early in the Sheffield Shield season, you don't really get a lot of draws, only if it's rain intervenes. And they did have a bit of rain today, but teams generally want a result. Yeah. So there'll be sporting declarations. So there'll be total set. So I think we'll see that from South Australia. They'll be in a position where Jake Lehman will, will in the second innings when we bat again, They'll they'll make uh, I guess give Queensland something to chase. Yeah, I think they will. And well, I mean, Bonds. One game that will be getting a result is between WA and New South well, Wales. How about this? This is in Sydney. So WA batted first, 141. New South Wales in reply, 276. And WA in their second knock, a seven for 104, but were listen to this, six for 34. It, it's crazy, and this is this is the scorecard. So Bancroft's still there, um, uh, not out, but uh, Whiteman, one. Wiley, a duck. Cartwright, a duck. Philippi, a duck. Ashton Turner, two. Mackenzie, one. That is just uh, an absolute rort. Uh, Chris Tremaine went through. Just ripped through innings. them. Five yeah. for 29. This is the all-conquering Western Australian yes. team we're talking about too. So great for the competition. And the other one is it's New South Wales who haven't won a Sheffield Shield game in a long time. Yes. So they would have to somewhat butcher this. They lead by 31 <laughs> runs. They only need three more wickets and they still have an innings to bat. So you would think New South Wales... This is going to be one of the great upsets. Well, you'd think so. So let's let's hope because yeah, WA they've done enough. They've won enough lately. Yeah, so have. the more they lose, the better. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, we're only a couple of minutes away from getting Barat all the way from India. Hmm. Let's get on to the cricket and the World Cup from last night. Sri Lanka took on Bangladesh again. We mentioned it last night, Bonds. Two of the most disappointing teams in this tournament so yeah, far. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sri Lanka really disappointed. We know that Bangladesh maybe isn't one of the better sides or in the best six or seven, but they have been smashed in games. And last night, they had a much better performance. Sri Lanka all out for 279. Bangladesh chased it down with 53 balls to spare, seven for 282. But the talking point, I'm looking forward to asking Virat about this, was Angelo Matthews being timed out without facing the delivery. Out, zero runs, zero balls. Yes, it is a diamond duck of a different kind. The first international player 
to be given out, timed out. I'm I'm been thinking about this most of the day. I wanted to know your opinion on this. Yeah, and whether I think it should change. I I don't think a team should be allowed to appeal for this decision. It should be up to the umpires. If the umpire thinks that the batter has not taken enough time, because they wasted. I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes talking about whether he should be out or not. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so the discussion on the ground between the umpires and Angelo Matthews and the um, and yeah, it just seemed a bit ridiculous that you've got two minutes to face in the World Cup, not three. Yep, uh, which is the norm. But you need to be in a position where you're ready to face the first ball. He had a broken helmet, so yes. it was equipment failure. That was unlucky. That was extremely unlucky. Does common sense come into it at all? Well, it should have. And I think the umpires did their best to say, well, do you really do you want to withdraw that appeal? Because obviously his helmet's broken. We'll get a new helmet out of here. We'll be ready to go. But uh, they declined to do that. And the rules state, left the umpires in an awkward position. They had to give him out. They, they did. It was Murray Erasmus, who's known yes. as one of the, if not the best umpire in world cricket. Um, yes. So, yeah, a very experienced umpire. Been around for a long time. Uh, I really do feel for him. And look, Neither of these teams were going to make the semi-finals, but did this impact the results? Certainly, it did. Absolutely. Uh, Sri Lanka have lost by three wickets. Yes. Angelo Matthews has come in with the score at four for 135 at the halfway point of the innings, and he averages 77 against Bangladesh. Cor- correct. He, he's in some nice form, so it did make a difference, and uh, it's one that's certainly going to be a talking point. I'd love to know what they're thinking and what the talk is over in India, and what Barat's thoughts we are. Will, on yeah, this. we'll definitely ask Barat that question. Maybe straight off the top, he's not far away. We're just waiting for him to pick up the phone. Um, he's probably brushing his hair, so that takes a good four and a half hours. Uh, but he can't be too far away. Barat, it's been... Uh, look, and we'll, we'll ask him about tonight's game as well, yep. the Aussies taking on Afghanistan. Do you give Afghanistan any chance? Oh, they have been super so far, Afghanistan. I, I think they are every chance the game they play, but it's at Wankati Stadium, which is in Mumbai, which is, I don't believe, the most spin-friendly wicket they could play on. So that's good for Australia. But again, we'll ask Barat. All right, uh, prices have dropped with Henley's new seven-star house designs and on the line all the way from India, our very good friend, friend Bharat Sundaraisen. Uh, Baz, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm very well, man. How are you doing? Yes, I'm uh, in sunny Mumbai. It's, you know, I just always smile a lot more when I'm in Mumbai. This is where I'm originally from. And I'm on my way to uh, my erstwhile home ground, uh, the Wankhede Stadium, uh, for the big game tonight. But, um, yeah, hmm. I have to say Adelaide Oval is a, is a home ground I prefer. I have to say that. Well, well, Adelaide's your home now. That's that's your true home. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you straight <laughs> off the bat, uh, the Angelo Matthews controversy timed out the first international player to be timed out. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Uh, look, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that it will create a divide in world cricket. Right? Every time there's a law that hasn't been used um, a lot, but it's there in place, uh, it is going to be, uh, uh, it, it's just, especially timed out. 146 years you're talking about of international cricket without uh, that ever being used. It's just been one of those uh, books that just sits in your library or in your bookshelf <laughs> that you never think you'll read. And all of a sudden, like, you know, it, it's fallen in your lap and you're like, oh, right. So I don't know what to do with it. And I think that's what really happened yesterday. Um, understandable that Angelo Matthews then, like, let it rip after the game. Um, and the fact that it also involved two very, very senior players. I think just added to the drama, not to forget the Sri Lanka-Bangladesh rivalry, which is, you know, kind of 
flown under the radar, but it's, it's right up there with India and Pakistan. Now, Bharat, I want to ask about tonight's game, Australia taking on Afghanistan at the 1KD Stadium in Mumbai, which is where you are. Is this, what's the weather like over there first of all? Because we've seen the games in Mumbai. You want to be batting first just because it's been so hot. But also the new ball, the damage that's been done in the second innings with the new ball. The last game that was there, India uh-huh. made 357 and then yep. bowled Sri Lanka out for 55. So is it one that you need to win the toss and bat first? Very much so. Um, you know, and then we saw it even in the game prior to that when South Africa made nearly 400 against England and uh, bowled them out. The new ball was doing things under the light, and that's how Mumbai is. Once the sun sets, once the breeze starts coming in uh, from the Arabian Sea, which is just next door, um, the fast bowlers have historically had uh, quite a bit of a say. I mean, just think back to earlier this year when Australia and India played in ODI and Mumbai. Uh, Sean Abbott and Mitchell Stark were getting the ball to Hooper out. So that would be Australia's game plan. Um, Pat Cummins started off winning a lot of tosses in this tournament, but... The last couple haven't gone his way. I mean, the matches have gone his way, but not so much the tour. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no surprises uh, or no guesses as to what Australia will do if they do win the tour. Um, especially against a very spirited Afghanistan side who, um, you know, the spinner will play a big role, uh, which is interesting. I don't know what Afghanistan would want to do. I mean, there will be few uh, this time of the year, uh, but would their spinners maybe prefer bowling during the day? So you never know. Both teams might end up doing what they want to do after the talk. So just on that, Bharat, has India done Australia a little favour then playing this game at Mumbai against Afghanistan? Not the most spin-friendly wicket, and we know that the pace is mm. very dominant there. I mean, if this was in Chennai, I'd be very worried for the Australians tonight, but this could have been the best pitch they could potentially play against Majib, uh, Mohammad Nabi and Rashid Khan on. Oh, very much so. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the bounce you'll get as well, uh, red soil pitches in Mumbai. Um, uh, the taller, bigger, fast bowlers that Australia have will be will be a handful. Let's see. I mean, as well as Afghanistan have batted in this tournament, uh, and not to forget, I thought they pushed Australia close even last year in the T20 World Cup at the Adelaide Oval. That's my new home ground. Uh, so uh, I, I think um, in that sense, yeah, they couldn't play Afghanistan at a better venue, like you said, uh, because it will favour their their bowlers and also their batters. It's a small ground. Uh, a lot of sixes get hit here during the IPL. Um, and, you know, the, that's what David Warner and Travis said have been doing so well at the top of the order for the last few months and already in this World Cup. So, in more ways than one, um, uh, this should feel a lot more uh, like home for Australia than Afghanistan. If Australia bat first, uh, Barat, does that, I guess, um, does it shift the influence of Adam Zampa has had in the last few games? He's been clearly Australia's best bowler. Does that take away a little bit of his influence? Um, yes and no. I mean, he's been around long enough in his record in the last two years. Uh, bowling first, bowling second has uh, been equally impressive. Um, and I think he just knows his bowling so well right now. It's, uh, I just just finished publishing an interview I did with him uh, a, a, a week ago. And he spoke, speaks so, uh, with such clarity about his own bowling. So I don't think that will really change what he does. And, and just the confidence that Pat Cummins has in him. I mean, the number of times he's just waved at Zampa and brought him on, and he's immediately struck within a couple of deliveries. just tells you that uh, he's just an all-round, all-season uh, white ball bowler and arguably one of the best Australia I've ever produced. Or we can hear a horns in the background. Are you are you, in a, are you walking along the side of the street or are you riding a bike? What are you doing? 
Uh, I, I'm in a, a, a traditional Bombay taxi. Uh, we call them Kali Peelis, uh, which is basically translated to black and yellow. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a feel of uh, you know, awesome. where we are at. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm on Marine Drive, uh, which is kind of parallel to the Arabian Sea. On my way to the Wankhede Stadium, and I can see the floodlight uh, appearing right there before me. So I'll be there in a in a minute or so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a journey I've made millions of times because my uh, first while workplace, the Indian Express, where I was for, was just down the road from the Wankhede. So uh, it's a very familiar sight, sounds, and smells for me. We're chatting to Barats and Arasin all the way from Mumbai, and we're getting a real insight into what it's like over there, Bonds. It's awesome. You mentioned Zampa, and he's taken the 19 wickets in the seven matches. The other one that's maybe going a little bit under the radar for Australia is David Warner's form. He's fifth in the run scorers in the competition at 61 with an average of... He's in some really nice form. And if, again, if he makes some runs again tonight, he actually could go to the top of the run scorer list. Very well, good, and um, I should have had 300s on the trot, just missed out against uh, New Zealand. Um, and even in the last game, he started strong, just one uh, ball that stood up or like just uh, stuck to the pitch, and uh, he gets out to Chris Wokes. But yeah, I mean, he's been batting as well, uh, probably the best he ever has in one day cricket. He's got such a sensational record, uh, but just the confidence he seems to have in taking on the bowlers, uh, playing some shots that you generally don't see from David Warner the ramp shot, the sweep. Slog sweep of fast bowlers, so um, I expect a lot of that from him today. Um, and, and again, but the challenge will be the fact that he won't get a lot of pace early on. You'll expect Mujibur Rahman and the Afghan, Afghan spinners to bowl a lot more in the power play and early on with the new ball compared to any other attack he's faced so far. So that would be a challenge, but yeah, just the form he's in yeah, shouldn't be much of a challenge. Now, Brett, the last one before we let you go. just want to ask you about the semi-finals coming up. Uh, India, obviously, locked in the number one position. The final is going to be in Mumbai, where you are now. Does that just open the door a little bit if Australia or maybe even South Africa with their bowling attack plays them, wins the toss, bats first, and then comes in, and you've got Mitchell Stark or potentially Kagisa Rabada knocking over the Indians at the top order. Will there be some nerves there if uh, India is to bat second in that semi-final? Um, like the way the schedule is, India want to play in Mumbai, right, the semi-final. So unless they face Pakistan, which will take them to Calcutta, they want uh, to play uh, here because like, as good as those bowling attacks that you mentioned are, theirs are just better, right? Umrah, Siraj and Shami have just been uh, operating at another level, like at a level that probably Indian cricket has never seen before, um, and, and that's why they've looked so indomitable and uh, they've been an ominous challenge for everyone who's their face uh, because they can beat you with the bat, the ball, the old ball, and not that like many of the ba- opposition batting past the 30, 35th over. Um, so no, I think they they're just in all conditions at the moment. The only thing. India will have to get over as a hoodoo of losing a lot in knockouts uh, and not being able to get over the line. But with Rohit Sharma at the helm, five IPL titles, and he knows what to do to win big titles, I don't think they'll be as concerned about it as they have been in the past. Love that honesty, Bharat. I'll take that that you've told us that the lid's off and India will win it, which uh, the Indians have been reluctant to say. (laughs) But Bharat, thanks very much for joining us again and enjoy the game tonight in Mumbai. No worries, guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I'm nearly in there. This is the soundtrack to Mumbai, by the way, what you're hearing. It's, in the be- it's been beautiful, mate. And uh, just to let, I'm sure you do know, but the Redbacks had a good day today too. So uh, we'll, I uh, do. We'll Henry t- Hunt. There you yes, go. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Mick Sweeney, another 100 for him. We'll speak to you soon, Barat.
It's Bharat Sundarayson there, all the way from India, giving us the sounds of <laughs> India on the streets. Uh, thanks to Henley Homes, new designs and drop prices, all the luxuries, and now seven-star energy efficiency. Oh, I love talking to Bharat. I oh, talk to him all day about cricket. How good is he? And again, I love his insight, but also his honesty there. Yes. Again, I've heard Dinesh Kartik. Um, there's been a few in the media that have just kept a lid on it and, and haven't wanted to say, oh, yeah, it's ours to win and whatnot. They've very much been shy of saying that. But Barat did say then, look, those those bowlers you mentioned are good bowlers, but India's attack is just playing better. So it is. bring it on. All right, thanks to Tire Power. Get your free five-minute safety check. It's time for Men's All-American Sports. Uh, we look forward to this segment. We'll have a bonds. stinger next week, we won't will, we? We will have a really nice stinger. Because that was really bad. Yeah, it might be uh, Mike Breen, Breen's bang, Steph yes. Curry, yes. something like that along those lines. And let's start with the NBA. Steph Curry did play yes, today. Let's do that. And they had another really nice win at Detroit. Uh, the Pistons not going so well, but the Warriors have started nicely. So the Warriors are off to a really strong start. They're six and two. Uh, but the best records in the NBA, no surprise, the Denver Nuggets, seven and one. Do you know they, they played today? Hmm. They played against the New Orleans Pelicans. Jamal Murray, their second best player behind Nikola Jokic, is out with a hamstring injury. So I thought mm, they're not as good when he's not in the lineup. They're down by 20 points midway through the second quarter. I, I went and did a little bit of work today and uh, saw, checked the scores, and I was like, mm, Denver might actually finally lose at home. Down by 20 points. I checked the scores after the game. They win by 16. Yes. Just staggering. Nikola Jokic again flirts with another triple-double. He is outstanding. That team is outstanding. Denver is, without a doubt, uh, will be the favourites to win it all this year again. But closely behind them is your Boston Celtics. Yes, they're cruising along uh, without a loss uh, the only team in the NBA that haven't lost a game. Well, until until today. They lost in overtime today, Bonds. Oh, now so I, saw, I didn't see the result. Technically, they didn't lose in regular time, so they haven't had a loss see, in in the regular season the so result. far. But uh, yes, no, you're right. They had been undefeated up until today. Until they ran into a red-hot Minnesota Timberwolves. They are 4-2. and two. They're playing some really good basketball. Anthony Edwards, 38 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Yeah. If you don't follow the NBA that closely, or even if you do, you'll know that this guy is the next up-and-coming superstar. He is going to dominate the competition for a long time. So a massive win there for the Timberwolves. Tatum had 32 again. Jalen Brown, 26. Well, I saw Jalen Brown dunk on Rudy Gobert, and I thought, this is over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rudy Gobert has been on a few posters in his time, but the Celtics, they are going beautifully. As are the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is flying at the moment. He will have his name up there for the MVP. They are 6-1, and one, so they've got a really nice record we mentioned the Warriors and the Timberwolves. The Clippers at 3-3. Three and three. They added James Harden, who played his first game today. So interesting to see how James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook all fit in the same team. It doesn't work, men's. You know, you know that. Harden's been shipped around, probably played his best basketball in Houston. Yep. Like where he fitted in there a little bit. But he, he they all need the ball. Well, issue is they and they're not the best defense. Now they played New York today, the Knicks, who aren't going that well. Mm. New York Knicks won hundred and eleven to ninety seven. So a good win for New York, not so much for the Clippers. It's interesting you mentioned that point though, because Damian Lillard we know has gone to Milwaukee and yes. Drew Holiday, who is replaced, um, has gone to Boston. Mm. Now Boston's defensive uh, metrics have been extremely high to start the season. No surprise because Drew Holiday is an elite defender. Milwaukee's have absolutely plummeted with Lillard in Correct. that team. So it is interesting. You need that balance there. Uh, and they don't quite have that at the moment. 
But uh, yeah, a couple of the better sides there. The other one, Philadelphia 76ers, Harden's gone. They're 5-1. They're rolling at the moment with underneath Joel Embiid having another MVP-like season. Yeah, I like them too. Uh, look, I, I'm, as we mentioned earlier in the show, I, I think it's there's not too many teams that can win the whole thing this year. But it'll be interesting to see whether, how injuries affect that result. Yeah, well, uh, shout out to Ben Hook. His team, Memphis Grizzlies, are currently <laughs> last at one and six. They unfortunately, Jar Morant, got himself suspended for 25 games. So they're going to miss him for a further 18 games. Let's get on to the NFL, Bonds. Uh, the NFL American football uh, is now currently around about the halfway point of their regular season. So nine, most teams have played nine matchups. A few have had buys. Uh, but again, the top teams in the standings there, no surprise, my Philadelphia Eagles are rolling at 8-1, and one, only the one loss. Do you reckon they're as good as they were last year? Because I've heard some talk about, oh, they're still a very good team, yep. but they're not quite as Well, they lost solid. Some, they lost some periphery pieces, yes. as any team does that's good, yes. that makes the Super Bowl, but other teams offer yep. those players a bit more money. But in saying that, I feel like they've got to that level now. They started slowly, but yes. were winning against poor teams and yes. just. But they beat the Cowboys on the weekend and were, were very convincing. It ended up being a close game in the end. But the Cowboys are a good side and they're in the same division. So a nice win there in the NF- NFC East. The other team that won the Super Bowl last year, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're 7-2. and two. So they're rolling as well. Even though they've had a couple of losses of late and looked a little bit more vulnerable, Denver touched them up. But they went to Germany. This week, it was, it was amazing. I watched a bit of this game, Deutsche Bank Stadium. Yes, and they had the German national anthem before the game, and all the, there was a <laughs> all couple the players of, were standing there going, oh, "I'm not sure what they're, they're saying." There's a here, couple yeah. of calls from the refs in German too, which I actually, oh really? Yeah, that was very clever. So right. they played the Dolphins, who have arguably been the best team in the NFL this going year. Going okay, the Dolphins. They are going very well. The Chiefs won 21-14. So the Chiefs seven and two. The Dolphins six and three. They're right up there. Hey, the Baltimore Ravens, look out for these guys. 7-2 and two under Lamar Jackson. They are playing really well. They're going to be every chance to make it to the Super Bowl this year. The San Francisco 49ers have lost three in a row. They're 5-3. and three. They'll be thereabouts. And I really like what the Detroit Lions are doing this year. 6-2, and two, they, they, haven't, they historically haven't been good for a long time, but they will win the NFC North by the looks. And uh, under Dan Campbell, they're playing some really good... Really good football, and you know their home games are sold out. I think it's for the rest of this year and potentially even next year. Yeah, their fans are passionate up in Detroit. Unbelievable! This is a, it's it's a good comp. I still think, yeah, I still think they're probably you know the the best teams. I think the Eagles and the the Chiefs will be around about the mark again. I think I think they're the two to two to beat. Yeah, I I like the Ravens. Yeah, I think watch out for the Ravens because they will finish with a very high seed as well. Um, the Dolphins and Bills are all both in the same division, which makes it challenging there. I think the 49ers, if they get their their players back from injury, they, their team is as good as any. It's just whether they can get healthy and fit and have everyone on the park. Well, men, that's a pretty uh, extensive all-American sports. Now, every, you'll do this every Tuesday night. We'll talk uh, American sport on... Uh Sports ASA, won't yeah, we? we will. We the MLB we talked about last week. The yep. Texas Rangers won the World Series, so that that is done. The MLB, but we'll certainly bring the NFL and the NBA to you on Tuesdays. Any lacrosse? No, I'll move on. <laughs> uh, thanks to Tire Power, think safety this month. Uh, get the free five minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power, and don't forget. Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to America's biggest footy game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12th and you're in 
the chance to win that great prize, T's and C's apply. Bonds, who makes the most runs for Australia tonight? Does David Warner continue on his merry way? Does Travis Head have a really nice innings? Uh, I think Trav. Yep. I, I do too. I think, I think against Afghanistan, being in Mumbai, they won't have the pace bowlers to really trouble us. And so I think one of those two guys at the top of the order should hopefully be able to get away and make some... And I think Trav clears the boundary a bit tonight. Yeah, yeah, small ground. Yeah. He'll take he'll take that short boundary on. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be great. Um, so looking forward to sitting down and watching that after we finish here, which is not far away. Men's, we're about 30 seconds away, maybe 20 seconds. How long will you last tonight? Will you just um, make it to the end of the first innings? Yeah, as, as normal. And then I'll wake up in the morning and... I reckon I'll make it. What's the mini? You're going a bit I'll, further? Nah, I will. With the, with the little one, I reckon I'll probably see the end of the game. <laughs> it's been a great show. Thanks to Barat uh, for coming on. And we'll do it all again tomorrow here on your home of sport, SEN. Uh, bye, everyone.